the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening. In South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons on his way, and your questions at 210-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Calvin's answering a question off the air, and uh, it sounds like, oh, well, we'll let him uh, do that. But you can call us at 210-308-8867. The nursery's a... A bit overcast today, but still pretty. Uh, nah, maybe. No, I think the drizzle has stopped. So uh, come on out here on a nice, cool day and enjoy uh, the nursery. 210-308-8867, the number if you want to stay home and call us with your gardening question. We're okay with that, too. Ah, okay. So Jerry is here. Trace is up on the porch with us. And i got to unravel those from for you from the, from the get-go. Sorry about that. That'll be the day that I don't... Make it up. That, yeah, that's right. That's why I don't So it's now superstition. How you doing, Trace? All right, but I heard something at the beginning of the show. What? It said some portions of this broadcast may be pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking to myself, which <laughs> which ones? It's a it's a thing. Is we it do. my jokes or is it yeah, Jerry's yeah, jokes? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's Jerry's jokes. He does them all, kind of a little bit. He goes to the studio and uh, yeah. <laughs> now we it's 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 a complicated. Uh, FCC thing. Let me turn Calvin up there. So yeah, none none of this is pre-recorded. Do you want to come up on the porch so you get out of the rain? Who me? Yeah, you. I don't care about the rain. Okay. <laughs> well, how are you doing? That's part, part of my interview process with the cashiers. I tell them when it's hot outside, yeah, you're in it. When, when it's cold outside, you're in it. You're in it. When it's raining outside, you will be wet. <laughs> yeah, they. The, there it is. All right. Let's see. So, what did we uh, what did we leave off on yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. I think we were talking about acidifying soil. Well, we did talk about that. Oh, you can't do it. Oops, sorry. Two odd questions. <laughs> yeah, you had a couple. Olive, questions. olive growing. Uh oh. And uh, grafting. Oh. Mandarin oranges. Yeah. Okay. Did he ask yeah. you about that? Huh? Did he ask you about the grafting? Yeah, I I referred him. Were you? I uh, referred her to the uh, Plant Answers yeah. office, and also to PlantAnswers.com. Yeah, that's got a lot of good uh, information. I've had uh, several questions about that, uh, but because they've got a sprout. Yep, that's ex- that's exactly citrus. Okay, you have to talk in the mic though, unless you don't want us to. I can't hear you talking in the mic. There you go. Now talk. 
Well, me talking would. I would like to hear. But okay, well, I don't know why you can't hear. <laughs> Are you all plugged in? I haven't even hooked up yet. That's well, hook up yet. Yeah, oh, jeez. That's probably why you can't hear. Well, I've, I've been busy talking to people. I know. Okay. <laughs> Tell you that's why you can't hear. But, right. but anyway, there are people who want to know how to graft their uh, seedlings that that's, are that's out a, there, that's, rootstocks that are coming. That's exactly why he was, he was asking the question. He said that he had a number of sprouts that were coming uh, back up. There and you go. Um, Choose the strongest sprout. Okay. Here, I hope he's listening. And uh, <laughs> Oh, no, he's in the parking lot. And go, go ahead and... Go ahead and uh, get you the orange or mandarin orange or whatever you want to put on it and buy a plant probably over here uh have you got any mandarins or oh i'm sure not not too many but i'm sure there's some over there okay not 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 yet no i'm sure there's some over there oh oh okay yeah i think he saw some yeah there's not very many but they're, they're, they're there okay uh is there any hope for any in the future well, I would assume, but things seem to be getting better, so I'm sure okay. fall, fall will be better than spring. Yeah. The following yeah. spring will be better than the previous fall. So if you want to do something now, uh, I doubt if you can get a cutting from, uh, because most of the mandarins froze, uh, Satsumas froze, but uh, you might want to, if it's in a protected area, you might want to put a, uh, a lemon, our uh, improved Meyer lemon on that. And the way you do that, uh, you just get a plant from over here, preferably ones that have several uh, breaks on them or branches on them. Mm -hmm. And then you uh, uh, put them up close to the uh, our budding. You know, right, uh, right against the uh, the sprout that's coming out of the ground, and you match the stem, the st stem that's on them on the uh, uh, lemon, with the stem that's coming up, and you put them side by side, and and scratch them, scratch the, uh, the deal, the wood. A lot of people Power. say you don't need to, <laughs> you don't even need to do that. But uh, I've always done that. And you're trying to get the cambium layers, the inside layer, the transport labor layer of the of the plants together. And uh, then you, I, I don't think I don't think most. Well, I don't know if we talk about putting a rooting hormone on there or not. Now, is that the uh, plantanswers.com describes that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. And with drawings, uh, which are very, very good for vigil. But anyway, you put the press those together, make the uh, cut on a uh, just scrape the bark on both plant both sides, and put those scrapes together. And then tie them close together with a, 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 a budding tape or yeah, they, bought, they bought tape. Whatever kind of tape you got. Yeah. Well, but don't get your finger in between the tape, too. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be, you you'll get be caught in that. Yeah. You get grafted. 
But Not, uh, got the citrus growing from you. <laughs> you know what? It was uh, this this uh, freeze, this last freeze. All my lemons bit the dust, but the limes didn't. That's weird. Yes, yeah, that's the weird. limes are blooming now. And well. Look good, but the, li- the well, lemons. Are I will done. be doing this uh, pretty soon because I bought a mandarin. So oh, grafted onto what used to be my satsuma. Oh, okay, cool. Did you approach grafted like we we're talking I, about? I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. I okay. was going to read your article. <laughs> yeah, read the article. Take have. That's what take a video of yourself doing it. So <laughs> that's what they call uh, approach grafting. How do I do that? What's that? I don't even know how to operate my phone oh, on a well, normal basis. Okay, we'll, we'll <laughs> figure it out. Tell me when you're ready. I'll okay, all right. The, uh, neat, the neat thing about approach grafting, that way, is, uh, of course, when, when, they, when they mesh, they mesh together, after about uh, four to six weeks, uh, you cut the, uh, and this is important to remember, <laughs> you cut the top of the growing uh, sprout from your uh, tree off. Cut it off at the, at the tape, side of the tape. And then you go down below and, and you cut the, uh, the citrus, good citrus off. The, uh, the uh, trunk of the good citrus. Otherwise, you end up with an Arizona ash <laughs> with all those. Bad, but that, uh, that, uh, if that if that doesn't work, the neat, neat thing is you haven't lost anything. You haven't lost the, the top growth, or you haven't lost the the root, the uh, good good plant. Trace, can you translate what he wants me to do? No, <laughs> I, he lost me. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, well, like I'm cutting the, the top, but the yeah, so well, you got to cut it loose. They cut cut the main one loose that you, that you uh, want to put on there. You get the lemon that that branch that you grafted onto the uh, sprout of the uh, that you have sprouted after winter. Uh, then you want it to become the the dominant top, or, or right? Or, okay. And then, but you don't want to leave it connected to the good plant. You could take the good plant now and go somewhere, go somewhere else, and put a graft on it. You understand? That's why you you is very. You hmm. have to be very careful to cut the. <laughs> so are we re- are we rerooting? The that's what it's, it sounds like. No, we're trying to reroute after we graph. We're trying to reroute the uh, no original root system. That's okay. No, he says no, but I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> the 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 two plants are <laughs> matching, matching. Right, the Met, three where you butted it. Okay. Well, when you put them together, and right. then, and then you've got to cut them apart to have a new plant. I mean, you you've grafted a, a good. Good, uh, you meshed a good uh, a good plant. producer with a rotten root, huh? You, you put a good producer on top of a root that's never right, been less right, desirable, right? right, right. But uh, eventually, when they when they mesh, you've got to cut them apart. You cut the top off of the one that uh, that you were grafting to. You know that top growth off the 
Awful. One that you were grafting oh, to. Okay, that you're grafting to. Okay. Yeah. No. And then then you got to cut the... All right, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think you so. You got to cut the main stem that you were grafted from from the one that you grafted to. I, I, I understand that. Are you following? Okay. Yeah. For more information <laughs> and for drawings on this, they can go to... Because uh, you're not cutting initially anything off. Yeah, right. So you're oh, just oh 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 okay. We kept saying on the you're just giving yeah. it that access to the desirable top. I got you. Okay. <laughs> now what if I have like thirty sprouts coming from my trunk? Should I do thirty of these? Yes. Okay. If you got thirty side shoots so that to, you can use, I need to get the. Uh, I might have to buy another mandarin. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you you want the key is uh, you would like the. The stem that you're gra- grafting to to be as large or a little bit larger than the stem you're grafting from. In other words, so they'll be yeah, even. I, I, I actually little, understand now. It'll little. I might can accomplish this, Milton. <laughs> yeah, I think you could. And you've got pictures on Plant Answers. Oh like yeah. Okay. And the the neat thing about it is, <laughs> Dr. Laura Shreve, who's a master propagator. Uh, a lot of times he didn't didn't have a a plant, you know, that he could put over there by the by the plant by the plant he wanted to grasp. So he would just take a stem, take a little stem about the size of the st- stem that he's grafting on, and put it in a coke bottle or put it in a bottle of water, and use it as a as the gra- grafting plant to plant, graft under there. Huh. And then you change the water, I think, about every two, day or two. And uh, graft that thing from a cutting. Wow. He was good. <laughs> that he, is pretty, that's, he was good. That's pretty cool. Can you imagine if you uh, drank it instead and yeah. you got the, <laughs> the big thorn in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lawsuit of some sort. But well, anyway. two one Cool. Well, thank you. 210-308-8867. And you're the only one I haven't bragged to about my Vitex. So I'm going to show Uh-oh. you I'm going to show you the picture. Can you see that? I'm holding it up to the microphone. So look at your radio and you should be able to see it. There no blooms, my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, and plus the, the all the um, maroon colored lead ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different one. About a hundred of them over there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And those. <laughs> I think we did see someone. What's the? Uh, I was bragging on my Vitex. What's the uh, the Vitex you have that has the purplish leaves? Uh, f- fascination. Fascination. Okay. Yeah, they're very uh, attractive. How are your petunias doing? Have they found all found homes? Or the, the, the uh, two of them. Two of them actually found their way back out of the office, and we would have sold them. Of course, it was the purple ones too. So no, an employee was going to buy them, and then they uh. decided they weren't after they took them away from sale for two days. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see I, the purple I, ones. I saw the pink ones, and then the well, guess which sold first? The purple ones. Yeah. The, so there might be some purple ones out there now. Mel. Okay, I'll go look. So <laughs> that was a weird phone call from my daughter. Uh oh. And I've only been doing this longer than she's been alive. Okay. <laughs> and she asked me, are y'all open on Mother's Day? And I said, well, what day is Mother's Day? And she told me it was a Sunday. And I said, well, yeah, we're only closed four days out of the year. I work on Sundays. Yeah. It's like, 
It was like a, a, a new thing to her. We should have been closed on Mother's Day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't She's know. She's 30 years old. Jeez. I don't know that anything We've only done this 30 times. <laughs> For those people that wake up on Mother's Day and forgot that it was Mother's Day, yeah. Mel Burgers is open yes, for you. Yes, pick her up, bring her in. Yeah, let her choose whatever she wants. Is this yeah. your daughter? Yes, <laughs> I, uh, that's why I couldn't understand. We've only done this 30 times. <laughs> and my wife even longer. Yeah. <laughs> well. So open on Mother's Day. Yes, we are open on Mother's Day. I don't know about other nurseries. No. no burgers is open on Mother's Day. So yes. Yeah, you need that phalaenopsis orchid? No. Don't say anything road. bad about your your wife. They're not she's listening. She's a wonderful gardener. Uh, see, they're not listening. Okay. <laughs> you don't know that. Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Calvin and uh, Trace's uh, wife are in cahoots on plant buying. <laughs> yeah, we're... Uh, Connect on tomatoes, although, <laughs> uh oh, what spi- uh, spider mites are oh no taken on the rodeo tomato. Not they haven't hit the BHN 968, so are they side by side? And that's not just me. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we're getting called some radio. You know, sometimes uh, we, we want to. Uh, uh, of course, we don't check for for spider mites in the field. Uh, farmers usually don't have spider mites, don't, and they don't have like they don't have squash vine borer. But uh, by the time they get spider mites, the field is pretty well abandoned. Yeah. Oh. But uh, we have heard in all the years putting the different varieties on there that there seems to be some that are more prone to. I've been telling uh, I told there's not a lot of options out there though. No. I I said at very least just take and uh, sp- spray your foliage yeah every day. Mhm. Well, my best is results are with uh I've, I've got a tomato and vegetable spray in there that's pyrethrin. Yeah. So it'll help kill the adult and it's got uh sulfur in it. So it acts as a so-so-y deterrent. So you're seeing mm. you seeing some kind of uh, no, Oh no, this is a past. Um, but, I mean, you're, you're really only trying to prolong the life of the plant just a few more weeks. So uh, it seems yeah. to do that. Yeah. Hey, so John. Is, so what is that product again? I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, bonide vegetable spray, something like that. Bonide okay. vegetable spray. Yeah, cool. bonide's got a lot of good product. John's got a question about uh, grafting, I think. Okay. Okay. John, did we confuse you? Well, totally, but, but the, uh, that's Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, the question I want to ask you is that uh, uh, one thing is, do y'all have uh, that Satsuma orange in stock? Uh, so there are some mandarin oranges over there. Next break, I'll go look and see which All ones right, are we'll still give you left. A report. Okay, and the, the other question I have is, is it too late if I if I bought, uh, I'm the one that had three mandarin, uh, uh, Satsuma orange trees that don't produce nothing, and... Uh, I want to buy a um, uh, tree from y'all and graft it now. Uh, is it too late to graft? No, no, no. You can do that approach graft uh, anytime. Uh, I don't know if you can do it when the woods are dormant, but uh, anytime the wo- woods are actively growing. Now you're the you're the one that had that uh, uh, Arctic frost. Yes, thorns. I have Arctic frost and and the other one, the uh, the other frost, and then 
that I had the one with thorns on it. Oh. Uh, now, the, the one with thorns on it is one I got from uh, David Rodriguez. Oh, Lord. You gotta, you gotta understand that about David. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he, uh, uh, but you bought it as Arctic Frost, right? I bought it Arctic Frost and bought the uh, the other Frost too. Orange. Uh, orange Frost. Orange yeah. Frost. Now both and of those froze down to the ground, and uh, which was okay because they wasn't doing anything any anyway. And but they came back. They're coming back, at, you know, probably as, as a sour orange. And, and I want to graft them. Well, and I don't think the I don't think they're coming back as a sour orange because I don't think those those uh, satsumas were grafted uh, when we first put them on the market. Uh, the the growers were not grafting them. I mean, growing them on their own rootstock. The Arctic frost and the orange frost. Yeah, both of them. And the Arctic oh. frost is a little deceptive because it does have. Thorns. Some thorns, yeah. But I never did we ever figure out why in the hell yours wasn't producing fruit? No, no. They just never produced. Never made ne- they never made blooms, blossoms. Uh um, they weren't in the shade. Uh, they wasn't in the shade. They, I got I got ten foot deep uh, black dirt. I live on the south side of San Antonio. Okay. And uh, they never they never bloomed in the spring, right? No, no. They 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 uh, they grew good. Yeah. Like like a bush of some sort, but they never put on blossoms. Uh, that's, that's so are we talking, did you buy them like in the last three years, or did you buy them like eight or uh, nine years ago? Bought them, all three of them, about five years ago. So that was right at the time, give or take, where they stopped growing them on their own root. Yeah. So I'm going to take a stab, as you, you were one of the first ones that got grafted ones, and the graft died, and you got the, you got the root left. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's got me stumped. Hmm. But well, we, do have, we do have some, some Satsumas. Uh, there was a Brown Select, and oh. there was a Mandarin that I couldn't pronounce, Sri Lanka, something like that, no, and a Clementine, uh, yeah, Clementine. Man, Mandarin. Tan- yeah, Tangerine. And you do uh, have Lindstock? Those three, yes. Okay, well, I'll be in there the... And uh, next week, and get, get keep us one. informed. Yeah, we want to know. Okay, I'm going to graft it. Uh, I'm going to take that and graft it onto these three that I have. Okay. All right. Thank you, John. Yeah, but you okay. Keep, thank you. Keep, keep calling us. 210-308-8867. And when you come to Millburgers, whether you're John or somebody else, you come by and you check out that tree hugger sprinkler. Tree hugger sprinkler is a great tool to have in your gardening arsenal, your gardening quiver, if you will. Uh, the tree hugger sprinkler helps to uh, uh, water that tree, newly planted or even established, with uh, efficiency and effectively. Uh, tree hugger sprinklers, uh, I'll, I'll describe it for you. Uh, it's a hard plastic sprinkler in the shape of an O, but it's got a hinge on it, so you can open it up. 
and then close it around the tree. Uh, you can open it up again uh, and close it fast. Uh, <laughs> don't try that on. <laughs> and then uh, turn it turn it on a little bit. <laughs> exactly. We watch out for that duck though <laughs> to water the root ball, or turn it on stronger to water away from the root ball, more toward the drip line. And uh, you'll like the tree hugger. I use mine a lot. I use it for a lot of different things, uh, to uh, water the yard, but also to uh, uh, Jerry uses his to water the uh, the birds, <laughs> the bird bath, yeah, the bird bath. So lots but, of. But uh, also I used it to water those uh, citrus uh, sprouts. Oh, when got frozen. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Did a good job on that. So cool. check it out. At treehuggersprinkler.com. That's treehuggersprinklers.com. And uh, you'll find it right here at Millburgers, uh, 7 inch, 11 inch, and 15 inch, or HEB. Back in a moment on 9 30 a.m., this is the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m., the answer, 210 308 8867. Real quick. I'll tell you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If it's bugging you, whether it's from rats to roaches, from fleas to flounders, if you have them in your yard. Flounders? <laughs> a lot of people have been calling in with flounder problems. Is that right? Actually, Warren knows how Why to Why don't get, they eat them? Warren knows how to <laughs> catch them and eat them, too. Uh, but, yeah, whatever you've got, if you need a great pest control company, a Warren Remy since 1976 has been with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And uh, I'm noticing more mosquitoes. You could check out the Into Care mosquito trapping system, a unique system, no spray. They do sell the, they do the sprays too, but the Into Care system works and kind of mosquitoes uh, spread the. It's a venereal. No, it's a growth regulator. Stop! Oh. Stop! <laughs> stop helping! <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, uh, and they kind of uh, uh, spread it from leaves and yeah. stuff. So don't don't help. And uh, but you can get the uh, real explanation by going to uh, GhostSpiderManPest.com. Uh, Warren and Spider-Man brought this to San Antonio. They use it at Disney World. They use it all over the country. Uh, but in San Antonio, he's probably been doing it the longest. So call him today, 210-656-3721. Uh, leave your name, and they'll get back with you, 210-656-3721, or GhostSpiderManPest.com. Dot com. Go SpiderManPest.com. So how does it work now? The mosquitoes get it on their body. The mosquitoes, yeah, they land in the system. Okay, I'm going to okay. do my best to explain it. Okay. And, and then they put down their larvae, there you go. which don't do anything because of the, the chemical. Okay. And then they fly and they land where they like to land normally. So they're actually putting it where other mosquitoes are going to come because oh. it's, it's on their little legs and stuff. And, and they, it, they, it falls off their body. It something. goes off the body onto the leaf. And they rub, uh, and other they, mosquitoes rub their body. Other mosquitoes on. go and they land on that leaf. I don't know where you're going with this. You're scaring me. <laughs> and they uh, get the uh, toxins on them, too. So, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Whew. 210-308-8867. Warren needs to explain it to you. Uh, 210-308-8867, the number to call. He probably so, wouldn't use variable. I'm betting money he would not use that. <laughs> All right. Well, Trace, what else is going on at the nursery? We talked about the tulips. We talked about the other stuff. Um, tulips? What tulips? The tulips. We, we got purple ones now, too. Oh. Yeah. They were, uh, they were petunias? What did I say? Oh, petunias. Tulips. Yes, sorry. Uh, I, don't know had, why I, said I was flabbergasted. What is he talking where, where about? Where are you tulips? 
Uh, we have hydrangeas, too. That's a great we, Mother's Day gift. We do have a gift. few. Yeah. We'll bring more this week. Oh, good. And then kind of you can, someone can kind of, oh, no, you, you mentioned the acidic soil, the purple bag. Yep. Does the purple bag have a name besides the purple bag? Costa Maine something. Okay. That's the only purple, purple bag. bag you got. Oh, right? Is it the only purple, it's bag? only purple bag? Okay, ask for the purple bag. <laughs> they, could plant it, they could plant it in the pot with success? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. According to the uh, manufacturer who came All by right. a few weeks ago, I asked him and he said, yes, you could that's use it cool. as a potting soil. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're using in uh, Jeremy's. Oh, yeah. With Jeremy's tomatoes and peppers. I think David needs to, you know, I might even give him a bag. You can come do an experiment on blueberries. Maybe we can change the well. I bet blueberries. How we're gonna, oh, that'd be great. Change how we're gonna instead of having to mix this and mix that. Oh yeah, that would work. And uh, you could do like I did my autumn beauty gardenia. I, yes. Yeah, I did mine in that mix, and it worked. But it w- would have been much easier, and probably more. Yeah. I would have had more confidence. I really didn't have confidence until about two months in <laughs> that it wasn't going to die. That made a big difference on the f- fruit production? No, this was for the uh, the uh, gardenia, Oh, okay. which did great. No, I mean your confidence. That was oh, the, <laughs> no. That made no difference in how the – just made me feel better. Yeah, that, that makes us uh, – of course, I, I made the container up for Jeremy. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's uh, – Thick and black. Well, one of the new prop we haven't we don't have it yet, Milton, but we're gonna we're gonna have some uh, more of their products. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, one of them was lobster compost. Ooh. Lobster. Coast of Maine. Yeah. So they they compost lobster up there. <laughs> they're, I'm they're assuming the shells, Milton. Oh. They're, they're, That'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. Those <laughs> look pretty good. I look like. Black dirt. Okay. <laughs> but you get the bragging rights of saying, well, oh, we had so much lobster last year at the yeah. house. We just we started composting it. <laughs> what, uh, what's the prospects in terms of our, our butterfly um, uh, nectar sources and things like that, Trace? We've got, we got a lot of Ruelia. We've got a lot of lant- uh, Lantana. Pantus. Uh, we brought back up the butterfly weed. It all started leafing back out again. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll know, I'll know a lot more uh, come tomorrow. Uh, but I think I found a red butterfly weed. Oh, wow. And uh, some other. Porter weed, maybe? Uh, I found purple porter weed. That's right, yeah. Um, I didn't see any more red, but I, then again, I wasn't looking. <laughs> so tomorrow I'll finish all that off. Okay. And Pentas, of course. Yes. Yeah, the Enzies. pentas, the and kufia. Course, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying it from my experience. Lots of zinnias, and lots face. of different types of zinnias, and zinnias are one of the best nectar sources yeah. around for butterflies. So um, don't hesitate to even. I'm talk pretty about sure those. Calvin is being paid by Big Zinnia. I think so. Mm-hmm. Everything's <laughs> about the zinnias. <laughs> uh, I got, I got pictures of butterflies on zinnias. Do you? Yeah. Did you whisper to them before you before they were on the zinnias? No. He glued them on. <laughs> That's right. It's like that Spider-Man system, but different. The, the butterflies go into the glue, and then they land on the flower. Oh, yeah. And then Jerry takes a picture. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so, uh, our, our monarchs are, should, are probably on their way, but uh, the queens, I know, are 
are getting more active out in the flower gardens too. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, have we seen bats yet? Should what? Bats? No, uh, I haven't. Oh, no, bats? Have I seen them? No. You know what else? I, I keep I watching this bat house I made my wife. And, uh, so what happened? That what now? I made her a bat house. Oh, very cool. <laughs> Our bat condominium, I guess, is a better. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try to raise some bats. Well, <laughs> what is it? now? Someone I knew actually did a. They put a little camera, like you could put a ring camera, in that bat house Steve and then watch Brown. it on your phone. What? Steve Brown did that. Did he? Steve Brown did it. So the whole concept is it's dark inside. No, no. So if you have a camera, if you have a camera with no light, because the bat's not going to want the light if you turn the light off. A few bees and hornets showed up, but no bats. Do you have a ring camera? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so sometimes it goes at night. But the light comes on too. That little light comes on. A bat's in a dark spot, and a little light comes on. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know. That's a conundrum. I could easily drill one in. All right, I'll I'll do some research for you. Okay. Okay. Hey, what what, what is that old house <laughs> that's over, over there by where the horse used to stand? The well, it's still over there, I guess. But there's a is it a birdhouse? It or? was a birdhouse, yes. It's old, isn't it? it? I'm I'm sure it's quite old. It was a PT pre-trace. Oh my goodness. Is that the term now that people are using? Uh, I don't know. I just came up with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I saw, I saw it the other day. It's interesting. I keep meaning to take it down, but I forget about it. Does it ever get birds in it? Uh, there's not enough of it left, I don't think. Oh, <laughs> poor birds. Probably sparrows. Get a visit from uh, the they, city. They like antique houses. We've had some sparrows that have come and complained about this birdhouse. Uh-huh. I'll uh, have to take it down or fix it up. <laughs> We, yes, haven't, we haven't gotten a lot of uh, reports on uh, successful purple martin nesting. I don't have any, and and I don't know. I, I, uh, I've had a few gardeners mention that they have some, but the but the uh, it's not overwhelming, and they're not. I wonder what happened. I don't know. I'm speculating that maybe I, uh, my uh, three foot of uh, uh, blue curl all over the yard and the uh, coreopsis. I've got a great uh, wildflower oh, is that right? yard. Yeah. Right. But they, I, I've just I never ha- experienced it before, but they, they do not they, they, they seem to like uh, golf course kind of situations or, or lawns. Oh, okay. And uh, shore uh Lake shores and things like that that are more orderly and uh, mm-hmm. not having big high plants all over. Mm. That's my excuse. I don't know. I don't have a better one yet. Well, we're we're back to what's in there now. What tolerates all that stuff, but and le- raises their young and. Oh, okay. He's going back to the sparrows. Brown sparrows. Yeah. Um, they're, they're in there, aren't they? I have a, <laughs> I have a question for you. I got y'all. one chickadee nesting. Is that uh, right? That's cute. Those are cute things. The uh, <laughs> when and hummingbirds. If yeah. I had a pink crepe myrtle, when would you tell me to expect it to bloom? A pink? Well, maybe it doesn't has matter. It got, has it got uh, buds on it? I'm just asking when. W- what part of the year would it normally bloom? There's I'll no, just cut there, to the chase. There is no answer. They're already blooming. Norm, do they normally bloom this soon? It's all about weather. 
Okay. Yeah, no, I would, I would say early, but we had a wonderful March. Yeah, with rain. Wise, so. Yeah, they love rain. And uh, historically, June, July, and August. That's what I thought. That's and the pink is the most likely to be blooming. Is it? Okay. Because that's what I was... I know that we've talked about different colors at different times, but yeah. Have you seen the pink blooming in your neighborhood? Uh, not that I... Uh, no, not yet. Have is you? that pink an old one? Old, old I, bet it, I bet it is. It's a nice, big, tall one. I know that. Okay. That's good. But I don't know. That could be a bashing part of pink. Could be. Oh, okay. The mother of them all. I just remembered something coming in this week. I think we talked about it once already. But What's that? What's that? Lynn's Legacy. Oh, yeah. You were you mentioned that oh, last week. That's yeah. good. And Brake Lights Yucca. That's great. I'm glad people, somebody picked that up. Uh, color Spot was fooling with it for a while, but uh, it's, it's, it's unusual. It's an unusual Sinisa. But, uh, and... Uh, Credited to uh, Paul Cox. Lynn Lowry brought him some from Mexico. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I was riding around with Paul and uh, saw it blooming up on the, it's up on that hill, that high hill they got there mm-hmm. that, that you can overlook. And I thought, I thought it was an azalea. Oh, wow. It, it was that pretty. And no, it is pretty. Must, must have been about the rain or raining. I bet it was going to. But uh, must have been. We went over there. Paul, I said, "What is that?" He said, "That's a, a Sinisa that uh, Lynn Lowry brought us, me from Mexico. It is a, a different species than uh, our regular one that we see around here, but it's blue. It's got blue flowers." Yeah, it's, when we were at uh, Mitchell Lake. Yeah, it's I. I you know, it, it was one of these things where you you talk about people stop, where you use the expression tritely that it stops traffic. Uh-huh. It literally stopped traffic. People <laughs> would be walking on the porch in front of us, and it was in front of us. Yeah. And, and the Solid porch, bloom. And they would just stop. It must have been about ready to rain. What is this? It must have been. I don't know about the Lynn's legacy in the rain. I don't know. Yeah. The, the jury's still out on that. It took us a while, though, to be confident that we, when we were describing it, it's yeah. just, it's a Sinisa. Yeah. Because it does bloom, I think it blooms more is one of its uh, positive selling points. So I don't know, but, but uh, it it is, had, it's it, gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it had a lot of hummingbirds. I bet. Oh, yeah. yeah so we're going to be getting some in. Yes. Okay. Uh, what, what size is? Five gallon. Five gallon. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I had one of my. Mo- uh, memories last night at two o'clock. My two o'clock yeah. memory. Uh-huh. <laughs> when my when my, the full brain is working, you know we. You remembered where he misplaced the Merced seed. <laughs> Bet you uh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> no, I was lucky that I found the uh, uh, patine seed. I was, I was, didn't know I had that many patine seed, uh, but I did, and and I've got the. I'm going to put a section on plant answers about how to extract different things. Oh, good. Uh, That'd be helpful. Extracting blue bonnet seed and extracting hot pepper seed and uh, uh, on and on and on. So people can go straight to that information. Okay. But uh, anyway, we were were talking about uh, can't acidify the soil around here. And I was I was talking about uh, 
talking about how uh, they had added one a pound of sulfur per square foot to try to drop the pH to kill cotton root rot. And uh, after, for the apples, uh, and after six years, they dropped the pH two-tenths of a point. Yeah, you said that. Which is basically negligible. Yeah. But I, I, I forgot the, the ultimate uh, proof of that. I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, back 10, 15 years ago, a train car, car derailed uh, on the tracks over the Medina River. And uh, it's out there at McDonough. It was out there at McDonough. And it dumped an entire train load of sulfuric acid into the Medina River. That's not good. Well, that's what it would kill the fish, I don't uh, know. kill the trees. I mean, one would think, and that's what the news people were reporting. Uh, the reason I know so much about it is it bordered the Verstratens, the ones that found oh, yeah, the yeah. with the blue bonnet. And uh, it bordered their their property, so they were watching every every move it made. And uh, they were saying it's going all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, start killing fish, and uh, I mean people were making all sorts of stuff. Mm. It didn't affect the banks, huh. or it didn't affect the fish. I don't think it killed the fish. All the way down for, for a mile and a half. Wow! And then it was neutralized so that's a hell of a lot of acid it made it possible for the iron to get uh, up. yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> the plants on the wrong just just the edge <laughs> all right i'm being told it's break time so 210-308-8867 we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment 210-308-8867 more of milberger's gardening south texas coming up on 9:30 a.m the answer what a tale my thoughts could tell just like an old time Let me slip away on you Every highway You seem better days The morning after blues From my head down to my shoes Every highway And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, a reminder to mark your calendar. And I have some information about the 23rd Annual Festival of Flowers. It's back, and it's at the Alzafar, and it's on June 3rd. June 3rd from 9 to 5 at the Alzafar, co-hosted by the San Antonio Water. What is June the 3rd? Is that the, I thought, is that a Wednesday or is it? No, it's a Saturday. Is it a Saturday? Yeah. Because I was, I was looking at the calendar, and I thought it was strange. <laughs> no, did they pick that date? or No, June 3rd is a Saturday. So Saturday, June 3rd. Okay. <laughs> Try uh, the calendar for this year. I did. Oh. I'm talking about calendar. Okay. Um, which uh, they always have the uh, free water saver plants from saws while supplies last, plus the indoor garden mall, the herb cooking uh, kitchen, Seminars all day, including the organic roundtable, the Learn to Garden Zone for kids, and the very popular plant, citywide plant exchange. So, with that in mind, 
now I can go, and you can too, to SA Festival of Flowers, and you can find all the rules on the plant exchange. I didn't know these were here, so. And it doesn't say anything about aloe. It does say prickly pear cactus <laughs> will not be accepted for exchange. Oh. Uh, but all the rules are on there, Lisa. Uh, um, so. You know, they wanted to make that the uh, state flower of Texas. Prickly pear? Well, the flower of prickly pear. Oh, okay. In fact, they named the, the, the senator or whoever called him Cactus Jack. Oh, okay. Sure, I've heard of that. I don't, what Jack? <laughs> what? That's last name. As a, as a vice president, wasn't it? I don't know. That Cactus part. Jack. All right. Dennis will. Be, Dennis is now on yeah. Google sending us <laughs> But that's where he got the name. Oh, okay. But Blue Bonnet won off, thank goodness. So you can find out more information at safestivalofflowers.com. Uh, it's $8. Kids under 10 are free. Um... And then uh, free parking, as always. But it's a fun event, uh, 9 to 5 on June 3rd, June 3rd at the Alzafari. Which is a Saturday, Which not is a, a Saturday. <laughs> at Stone Oak Parkway and 1604. And Brunel is going to join us next Saturday, so that'll be fun. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, we'll Later. talk about that and all, all that stuff. At 210-308-8867 is our number. Did, to, did you t- warn them to wear helmets? For what, the plant exchange? Yeah. Wear helmets in case Lisa's on the run. She's she's a legend. You think think that she would stop and let people in front of her get a plant? I don't know. You're you're picking on poor Lisa now. I think you need (laughs) Don't pick on Lisa. And if you got a bulletproof vest, that would help, too. Oh, my God. I can't believe (laughs) it. The opinions of Dr. Parsons are purely his own, Lisa. Uh, so send your emails directly, directly to Dr. Parsons. All right, 210-308-8867. There was something else I was going to bring up, too, that uh, was a weird weather phenomena. Oh. Um, rain. Rain, but I saw some in the neighborhood, and then I saw some here as I was walking, kind of doing some, some walking around the nursery. And that is new blue bonnets that are coming up. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Is that normal? Yeah. Okay. They dropped the... the late uh, bloomers? Well, <laughs> late dyers. Well, I know. They're going to have a... They're not going to make it through the year. No, but... Too hot. Well, when... But how... But... What's the normal... What? What's the normal blooming span of a blue bonnet? Forget about this. How many days? Oh, geez. Two weeks? It all depends oh. on, on rain. Longer than that. Longer than two weeks? One month? Uh, okay, so how long will these last in comparison? Okay, if it gets hot, they won't last gone? very long. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting in the neighborhood, too, where some people did blue bonnets as a decorative thing. Yeah. They're mostly gone to seed, but there are some that are still coming up. Yeah, those from sea, the the Mother plants shed the seed. Right. Oh, oh, and oh. And if, if they get wet, those seeds straight from the plant. Now, that's not the king bloom, is it? Well, it could be. Okay. Well, that, does that it'll, produce it'll, seed? It'll germinate faster. Oh, okay. Huh. They, they germinate faster from uh, straight off the plant. Son of a gun. Because they hadn't had that uh, chance to harden that, that coat around them. Oh, 
So if they fall on more soil, they'll germinate. Are they weaker, stronger? I know, forgetting the heat, let's say it's a... Yeah. If the heat wasn't a factor, are they basically the same? Yeah, they're the same. Okay, that's cool. So actually, it sounds like if you collect seeds from the uh, king bloom, that's a good idea. No, I don't know. That's all. That's the best seed that a plant produces. Is the from that king? Oh, cool. Okay. But that's also the seed. It shatters first. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. All you, you need is hard to collect it. Yeah. That oh. at three seeds per plant, all you need is ten thousand plants to get. Yeah. <laughs> I think this guy had them. Hey, Ed is on the line. He's got a seed question. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What you say, Ed? Hi, Gigum, Jerry. I need to know <laughs> about <laughs> I need to know about seeds from Nijuseiki or the pear apple that was perfected in Awamori, Japan. What is can it? Can you grow a tree? Can you grow a tree from the seeds? How do you get the seeds to sprout, or do you have to buy a small tree to begin with? What you kind do, of tree? You know about a, yeah, what kind of tree? Tell us the tree again. We kind of broke up. Okay. okay, it's the Japanese pear apple, also known as the Niju Seiki, the 20th century pear apple, perfected in northern Japan, introduced in this country in 1970. Hmm. We have them available periodically here at some of the nurseries. They'll withstand down to about 10 degrees. But can you sprout them from inside the fruit? With the, with the seeds, or do you have to get a, uh, a a small tree to begin with? And it's called Japanese what? Pear apple. The proper name is Niju Seiki. Japanese pear apple? It's the, it's, it's the 20th century pear apple. Produces a pear-like fruit? Actually, it's round like a softball, kind of. Brown okay. skins, very sweet, crisp. Okay. Yes, you can. Uh, if you ta- if you take the seed out of that fruit, not seedless, is it? No, of course not. <laughs> How would you take a seed out of a seedless? That's like trying well, to take seeds out of a seedless. Can, what about a seedless watermelon? Yeah, it can be done. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you take a seed and immediately plant it. Uh, uh, plant a uh, black seed, take them out, and immediately put it in some uh, moist potting mix, and keep that potting mix moist, and keep it in the shade. Maybe put a put a uh, don't don't put it in a wet mix, but put it in a moist mix. Yeah. And uh, maybe put a, a, a little plastic, uh, clear plastic bag over it. Keep the humidity high and uh, keep it Sounds basically good. room temperature, and it should that should germinate within uh, two weeks. And okay, that sounds good. Now I don't I don't know. <laughs> we usually don't talk about saving seed from fruit trees or fruit plants, but I don't know what the genetics is going to be on the seedling. Yeah, and I don't know whether they need a, a basic, you know, whether they have to be grafted or not. That I don't know. 
but they're they're a good fruit, and is they're they're not really common. The trees, when you buy them, are really expensive. Mm. You guys may have some there at Millburgers. Well, I kind of like to play around with the seeds anyway. Okay. Okay. Cool. But try that. Yeah. Try it's to like go the, ahead. Well, tell us how it goes, Ed. Thing. Try, go ahead and germinate right. them first in those in that uh, pot, loose. We got our potting mix. We got to run to get the news, Ed. Sorry. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment with Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, where we are live on the porch. We're live. It's Sunday, May 7th, a week before Mother's Day, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and we are open. And Millburgers will, will be open on Mother's Day, so you can come and get those last-minute gifts. Okay, so you can hey, get... Bring Mom. What the heck? Yeah, that'd be nice, actually. Uh, we should have, like, a Mother's Day celebration here. Oh, it is no. a celebration all day long. Uh, what? What are you oh, knowing? Somebody got my red alamanda or mandavilla. Oh. Did somebody I, buy that? Uh, I thought he was mourning his, the passing of his mother. Well. <laughs> that was the prettiest. Solid. You snooze, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, they bought anyway, it. it was it's over gone. There. But, uh, oh, is that the, uh, the mandavilla? Is the vining? Yes. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are pretty. Uh, yeah, but uh, that red one, I think there's. I there's think a second one. That, the I second one there, Jerry, is red too. Yeah, I think they moved it over. There. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we sold it, and then there's another one. Oh, okay. All right. That, that, that's a pretty red, a bright red. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Or since we're live. Come visit us. We're here alive, kind of. Sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. You can ask your gardening question in with, person. With Calvin, you don't have and I, to be on the air. You have to say that every week. We, what's that? Uh, with Calvin and I, you have to <laughs> pronounce that every. And week. you have to kind of check with us. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Tap them on the shoulder. And make, yeah. sure that, make sure they are. And okay. We have checked them out. They are live today. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can come out and see them live. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And when you come live. Uh, you don't have to be on the air. We'll answer your question. But we want you to be on the air because that helps other people out, too. So it's a good thing. Yeah. All right. What else? I, I got you, a, how about Mother's Day gift ideas? <laughs> Do you want to talk about that since well, we've got a whole week? Everything is blooming. we, we got a lot of houseplants. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. You, can't, you can't go wrong with that. You can never go wrong with a gift card because that way she can pick out what she wants. Smart That's right. Idea. Yeah. And then bird baths are always a good one. That's a great. That's, that's yeah. a great idea. That'd be fun. Bougainvilleas will be on sale. Ooh, okay. And if you're if you're excited about uh, the butterflies, as a lot of gardeners are, and uh, you know the high demand porterweed and and misflower and all that, if you have a gift certificate, you can kind of use it as as these uh, plants that you're looking for are coming in the new ones, and you know the zinnias, the particular zinnias you want. I'm still watching for those orange zinni- orange zinnias that they had that you had last year, Trace. They were spectacular, and uh, <laughs> that and uh, all the other and all the porterweed that does not stay long. So, get yourself a gift certificate and uh, 
uh, yeah. exit on Porterweed. Yeah, the best uh, best thing on sale uh, for the wonderful price of uh, two for eighty-five dollars <laughs> of the eighteen-inch terracotta pot. Regularly sixty-three ninety-nine. That's almost. Nope, don't do it. Sale, <laughs> sale two. Uh, regularly, yeah, sixty-three ninety-nine. It's on sale two for eighty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that's considerably cheaper than uh, forty-two fifty. Yeah, but uh, those things are wonderful. They're out, out, out in the parking lot where you drive up mm-hmm. and park. If you're on the inside, really. And Milton, we're down to four pallets of that six-inch pot. Uh-oh, I better hurry. From about 30. I know, that's great. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's a great deal. I mean, I don't think there's been a weekend out here when we haven't, sir, you know, either day where we haven't seen somebody get a bunch of them in the cart. We, we had a customer that was buying 400 at a throw. They, did, they must have done it four or five times. I was trying to really. But did you figure, figure out what they were doing? They I, they showed me pictures and they were stacking them and making something, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's oh, kind of yeah, neat. Art, pot art, pot art. Yeah, a oh, pot art. Oh. Pot art. Pot art. <laughs> All right. There are six so inch. That, so there's four pallets left. So and how much are they? Well, plus the ones that are up front. Okay. Um, they are three ninety nine if you buy one. Right. And they're what four for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Great deal. Yeah, that's really a good deal. And then the the saucers are gone now. Saucers are long gone. Okay, but that's but, I, good. but I'm eyeing another batch Woo. since I'm almost uh, done with these. Okay. And, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to bring it in and we're going to put a bigger multiple. And well, yeah. Okay. Because they come. Uh, what we found out on these is they come packed like twenty, and we have to unpack them. Oh, so oh. I think we're going to do like a 20 for. Ooh, man. <laughs> oh, I don't have to unpack them. That's actually great because uh, basically, I mean, that's how many people were buying in these baskets. And then if they're, you're talking about the, the pots? Yeah. Or the, okay, yeah. Well, the saucers I'm going to unpack because those were like. 100. Cheap ashtrays. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that would actually be good because people could buy them at 20 at a time. Yep. Honestly, they could. Good. Okay. Well, well, we'll wait to hear about that. But the 18-inch I got to put something in mine. I didn't, I didn't hear you. Uh, I just said I got to put something in mine. I bought them. I haven't used them yet. I got to figure out what to put in. You, you know what? Uh, moss roses. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Or purslane. Yeah. Or ice plant. Or rosemary. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the herbs we have. What do we have in the rosemary? We have, we have rosemary in various sizes. I think gallon okay. cans and 12-inch. I'm not sure there's any 4-inch. There basil. I remember seeing sweet basil over there. Okay. <laughs> I, know there I know there's time coming, but uh, I, I can't. Uh, but it's not time yet. <laughs> it's probably there, but I, can't, I, <laughs> I just remember seeing myself. Uh, I don't need to order basil. And no stevia yet, huh? I don't think so. Okay. I'll keep looking. And no catnip. No, no, no. <laughs> we, did, we did bring in cat mint. Oh, do cats like cat I mint? Don't, I don't think they like it like the other, but... Uh, <laughs> I think that according to what I would gather from Trace, this is a catnip-free zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had one bad experience. Oh, and it was pretty traumatic from what I gather. Are the cats out here? I haven't seen cats around since Milton ran his off. I didn't run mine off. Uh, we, there's we cats. We found a home. And there I brought... When I brought... Uh, well, and come during the week to buy 
plants to fertilize them. Yeah. So I bring Killy along. No. Oh, Killy nice. finds them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, cool. Well, Trace, I always ask you, what are folks asking you about when they come to the They're nursery? They're still asking about the grass. Okay. <laughs> yep. My, my grass that's risen from the depths uh, is uh, it's still really, filling in? Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, <laughs> is it spreading like it's, you were talking about? Yeah, it's beginning to vine. Uh, let's see. Have runners. Runners, yeah. Yeah. And I bought, since Trace was talking so good about his uh, uh, comp- uh, compost, potting soil compost. Mm-hmm. I bought a bag. I bought two bags. So I'm going to put it on my, it's a fertilizer, organic fertilizer, and I'm going to put it on my sprouting uh, St. Augustine to kind of help it along. I think, he's ta- I think he's talking about the 612. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, wow. It's sold by the same company by that y'all have your compost with, right? Uh in the long run, but it's a custom bag. Oh, okay. Doesn't okay. say their name; it says our name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you be careful of that microbial fungi. I know you're a microbe. Supposed to be yeah. good. Supposed uh, to be good. I know you get nervous it, around that. This is a long way from the house. In the front yard. Oh, you okay? So I think I'm. I'll be free of microbes I if think I put you, it out. I there. think you'd be free anyway. Yeah. So. Don't, don't get them near my uh, milkweed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Trace, Trace and I had a we we had a customer that was uh, asking about compost, and they he he was uh, bragging or feeling real good about his lawn because he had uh, he topped it with compost and it was looking good. Yeah. And then he but he was talking about uh, uh, what did should, he have to fertilize? Should he fertilize? Yeah. Right? And we were. Trying to explain the difference between you know the, how important compost was for for efficient use of n- nutrients and for water and for uh, long term development of the turf grass, but didn't have a lot of nutrients in it. Mm. So that, that that was the the natural next step was to use a fertilizer with a high nitrogen if you had the grass that was. Responding like he yeah. he said his mm-hmm. was, it was kind of like your uh, when Malcolm came, came and dumped your compost <laughs> in your in oh, the middle, middle of your lawn. <laughs> yeah, that Malcolm was a mess. But uh, <laughs> but that's right. The compost is works neat and it's important, but the uh, fertilizer is the next step. Yep. I'm gonna assume that was the only green spot in his yard after he moved the compost. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you haven't heard that story? No. Anyway, <laughs> he had he was always coming up with new composts. And, uh, of course, he always wanted me to try them. And so I put him off as long as I could, and I was away from the house one time. And he dumped a load, <laughs> a trailer, uh, I think it was, let's see, yeah, he had a big dump truck. Awesome. And I mean, he dumped a load right on my lawn, uh, adjacent to my lawn, uh, and uh, just dumped it out there. Well, I left it out there. You know, I, I guess he wanted me to spread it. 
usually. You think? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. But I left it out there for a couple of weeks, and I don't. I guess I spread it. I, I, it just just disappeared. Around the edge. It was, yeah. It was obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It started greening up. But with it for a year or more, when I would go through that spot where you dumped that compost, it would stop the lawnmower. It would choke out the lawnmower. Huh. So. And, and I shouldn't have ever told Beck that. Oh, man. He. He made his month. <laughs> was it the was it the uh, microbes? Uh, probably so. Those fungi, those <laughs> microbial fungi, probably. And so Beck comes out there and takes pictures of it, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then shows the pictures to uh, uh, the uh, but the uh, extension leg- legislative budget board mm. meeting in Austin. And was was telling them how this happened in my yard, bragging on me. And uh, I got a call from the director. (laughs) What in the hell is Malcolm Beck showing pictures of your lawn in the budget board meeting? I said, well, shows that I'm fooling around with Malcolm Beck, I guess. (laughs) But uh, they, they didn't like that. Oh. But I don't know why. But you became a believer? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so what I got out of that is uh, Austin is uh, UT territory, and A&M has a uh, board there. I was really shocked. Oh, yeah, the governmental board that uh, oh, yeah. allocates all the monies to uh, A&M and Extension. And he, he was uh, the director was over there, as they do every year or whenever they're in session vying for for, for, uh, funds and uh, I don't know why they had Beck over there but uh, (laughs) he probably just showed up he he may have but he he was uh, he looked like he wouldn't ever go to the legislative budget board but he Beck had uh, political ties cool all over the state all over the United States but anyway, uh, we got a call, got a question for uh, in Niels Perry's uh, show. Oh, and let me give the number real quick. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're live here at Mill Burger, 1604 on Boverde Road. So you can come by. <laughs> and if you question um, Mr. Sperry, uh, by all means, we'll uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll field those calls. <laughs> all right. So what do you got there? Uh, this was sent in to him on his question and answer that he does every week in his newsletter every month. He said uh, the question was, I applied pre-emergent last fall at the recommended time, but now my lawn has been overtaken by winter grass. That is choking out the Bermuda. What can I do to eliminate it? And uh, the question was, how can I eliminate winter grass that is choking out my Bermuda grass? Carson. You know how you choke out Bermuda grass, Milton? Mm -mm. Dynamite. (laughs) Wow. The the Bermuda goes dormant when these winter weeds come alive. Mm. But it, it, it by no means is being choked out. It just and appears so, that way? Yeah, well, 
I guess so. That's what this person said. But uh, but it usually doesn't appear that. No. Uh, it's, uh, oh, okay. San Augustine grass is a, a little bit more to, yeah. could appear that way. But Bermuda, when it's it's ready for action, stand back because it's moving in. Yeah. He says, the good news is that the winter grassy weeds like the annual bluegrass you have will soon be dying out as temperatures climb into the 90s. Now, good news for me is that uh, my uh, bluegrass, annual bluegrass seed, is not turned brown, so it can be mowed. I, mean, I know the neighbors are glad to hear that. <laughs> but I got a good it's seed like crop. They can finally find their cats. <laughs> <laughs> the cats hunt in that. Do they really? Yeah, hunt mice and stuff. <laughs> but... Uh, to avoid the problem next time around, you might want to apply a pre fall, fall pre-emergent a week earlier. And then, <laughs> then he adds, for the record, ag universities are reporting that annual bluegrass does show, some, show signs of tolerance to our consumer, our common consumer pre-emergents. Uh, that's good news. For me, well, now we got to do is teach people to mow it. So before it gets big. I mean, we always talk about timing uh, being important. Is there anything timing-wise people should be doing now for their lawn? We mentioned the fertilizer earlier. Well, that uh, we still got, on the bluegrass. So oh, okay. And we've got an art, the article that is in the Express News talks about a lot of choices, and because you know because of the drought and uh, the cold, cold weather that we've had in the freezes, the lawns, there's, there's the performance is so different from lawn to lawn. You've got to oh, yeah. make some decisions about uh, your lawn. A lot of people are trying to repair their lawn with new pieces, mm -hmm. and other, others are trying to determine whether the fertilizer will help or, or they are doing like the... Uh, that uh, one customer was doing about putting the compost down. Yeah. We, we are in midst of a uh, grass shortage. Oh, too, wow. With the last couple of winters. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, they're going to be replacing uh, the sooner the better. Otherwise, we have to wait for all the fields to grow back out again before we sell stuff. They're going to be replacing? If people are replacing their grass. They need to do, oh. it, do it pretty soon because okay. there's only limited amounts out there. So how do people do that with you guys? They call, call see what we have available. Um, yeah. A lot of the varieties are not, but we're we're trying to add a couple of newer flavors. Uh, mm -hmm. So we haven't had Bermuda in like three four weeks. Oh, so we're gonna add one called Tahoma Thirty One. Tahoma T A. Tahoma, uh, yeah, you're asking the worst spell in the world. You know okay, that. okay. But yes, Tahoma is my understanding. And uh, we're going to add another zoysia because we haven't been able to get zoysia in a couple of weeks, too. Huh. So. And what about the one that people like, shade tolerance, roundup resistant? Provista Pro is not in limited supply. Okay. That is the only one that's not in limited supply. All right. So they can... What would you guess? Why would you guess, Mel? I don't know. I already answered that. The cold. Oh, it's, it's cold resistant? Cold, no. It's, the cold wiped out a lot of the other stuff. At the sod farms. But it didn't wipe out it the... It didn't wipe out the Provista. Okay, so that's good. Yes. Okay. It's not an inexpensive 
Oh, okay. Crash stuff too. Well, it's still patented, so it, oh. it's never going to be as cheap uh, until the patent runs out, and I don't think that's going to happen for quite some time. All right, but they can call and find out. Hey, we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Your call is after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, but we're live here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and we'd, uh, Calvin's answering a question off the air. He and Jerry were, were tackling an issue on watering a crepe myrtle, yeah. uh, and uh, the, the and advice what was did I recommend? the tree hugger sprinkler. <laughs> to get that root ball, yeah. He, he was going to, the, 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 the uh, that is on a slope. Yeah, right oh. Next to the driveway. Almost yeah. impossible to water the root system. Oh, without, yeah, because it's going to run. Because you can't water the, use your sprinkler. Yeah. No, that would be good. Because then. I it, see <laughs> it, you'd be watered most of it on the side, on the uh, driveway. Yeah. And you can't. <laughs> It's just, you, you know, you, uh, th- in that case, the tree hugger is the answer. Good. All right. Well, you, I'll, can, I'll, you can just you get the, I like the little one. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't close all the way around. Depends, yeah, if, if the tree's like your citrus, I bet it did. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, but there are three different sizes. So, yeah, and Millburgers has all the sizes. What yeah. is a what is the water gun fight for the Animal Defense League? Oh, he's looking at his trees. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to catch his attention so I can tell him to go inside and, and find them. Okay. But somebody will point out. But anyway, that's yeah. the... Uh, uh, but they'll... They'll... Uh, they'll find the tree hugger sprinklers for you. There's three sizes, so you'll you'll find one that's... What's right. All right, you're okay. All right. So, yes, sir, what were you going to say? Uh, you know better than to interrupt. I you know, know better than to interrupt you. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, the uh, yeah, that that tree hugger, you can you can barely turn it on. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you can it soaks in everything soaks in. It doesn't run off even on an incline. Oh, good. If you so, if you turn it on slow enough, right. And your uh, recommendation, and uh, and also you can get a timer. Yeah, that was going to say. So yeah. uh, if you're nuts over the water restriction, you can uh, turn it on at seven in the morning. Yep, and then it'll go turn, up. At get, turn it off, and it'll get all, go off at eleven, and then you can turn it on again seven in the evening. And it'll go off at 11 yeah. toward the night. So my watering day is tomorrow. I shouldn't consider this. No, my, no. Okay. <laughs> you remember I, I caused a stir last weekend you when did. I asked. It's almost is, a fist fight. Is a, dry, is a drought, though? Right. 
And then everybody gave me a kind of a stare, you know. I get a lot, that, get that a lot. Uh -huh. But uh, and then Calvin went into his uh, aquifer right. deal with the aquifers up, and I said, "Are we using the aquifer to decide when the drought is over?" Yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think you were looking for a a yeah. more meteorological answer yeah. than yeah. Yeah, there uh, the soil is. Uh, profile is dry after three years of drought. Yeah. And uh, these rains that we get may perk our lawns up uh, because of the rain, well, we had an inch and a half, two inches maybe. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Wet, week wet the uh, upper, upper, maybe six to eight inches of the profile. Uh, uh, if you don't believe that, Get a shovel and go out and dig get a hole in your yard, and you'll see that uh, it's, it's moist or, or wet uh, in the top uh, three to four inches. But after you get below that, it's yeah. hard as a brick. So I will water tomorrow. Okay. Uh, thanks. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You remember I told you when the best time to water is after the rain. When it's raining. Oh, when it's raining. Oh, okay. yeah. Except it, uh, it's hard. I, I find myself, very, it's very difficult to run the sprinkler when there is. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's like people are going to think I'm nuts, and then they're going to. Well, when, when then I walk by a neighbor and their, their sprinkler is running, I say, if I was still the saws the director, I'd. Uh, uh, Call them up and tell them to turn their sprinkler off. If it's his water day, he's okay. Uh, actually, now, but in the old days, you... Uh, That's when Calvin was... No. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you were not supposed to. They, yeah. And, in fact, they had... Uh, uh, Irrigation contractors were supposed to have a system. Oh, where that's right. That it automatically... the rain and yeah, stopped. I remember it. that. But now that now they've they've gone to the system of uh, as long as you can ju justify it in terms of uh, uh, conserve, conserving water and yeah. efficient use. And speaking of rain, um, best chance of rain is Wednesday day and Thursday day. Fifty percent chance of showers. Wow! How much? Uh, let's see if it tells me because I'm going to get spit on here. Uh. In a <laughs> it does not tell me. But, yeah, uh, just it does say it's going to be gusty. Just Friday, they had, they had, had all all five days. We were going to have rain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually it's Monday. Is today is thirty percent chance. Monday night is twenty. Tuesday is forty. What Tuesday night is thirty. Fifty on Wednesday. Twenty on Wednesday night, and fifty on Thursday. So there's a chance each day. But they don't say how much. They do not tell precipitation. Maybe it was my complaint. Ooh, Saturday. Next Saturday is 70% chance. Ooh, next Friday is 60%. Next Saturday when we're up here on the porch, 70% chance of showers. <laughs> we may be doing this in the rain. Don't you be uh. rain chances. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to jinx it. Uh. Well, I, I put my windows up in the truck <laughs> oh. uh, when the, before the rains came. 
because I, I figured if, if they came in the middle of the night, I'd have to go out there in my underwear and put the windows <laughs> up, and that would be bad for the neighbors. Well, yeah, the neighbors have already complained okay. about that. <laughs> It'd be just like these people looking for a uh, new... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something. A new shrub. A new shrub. <laughs> and you recommended Hollies, right? Yeah. 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 That's uh, that seems to be the standard go-to. Yeah. So the prob- problem with that is if they've got uh, deer. deer, huh? Oh, they've got deer. They they eat Burford, but not Yopon, right? Yeah. And then they do. At least in my neighborhood, they never ate that uh, Chinese Holly, dwarf Chinese Holly. Oh. Huh. And uh, and then of course you got viburnum. <laughs> <laughs> Except viburnum is n- not as tough with the cold weather or the drought. It's, it's uh, interesting to me the people that uh, want to screen their neighbors. I was thinking about that yesterday, <laughs> and I saw some places where that there was the fence and they're back to back, and they see their neighbor's yard, and I think it's. I know what you always joke about, but I think you, <laughs> people like the illusion that that they don't they don't have to look into somebody else's yard, whether it's dirty or not. They just want theirs to kind of cut off. Oh, that's my theory. They want it to look. My theory is they're ugly, method. Uh, I don't. The think neighbors that. are ugly. I don't know. Is that what you're saying about your neighbors? You have a screen. You don't have a screen, do you? <laughs> Your lovely neighbors get to see you. Yeah, and yeah, to, uh, yeah. See whatever I do out there. I get to, <laughs> including, <laughs> including turning off the stuff at 2 in the morning in your underwear. There you go. Okay. Uh, I don't know. When we first moved into that house 40 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't even any paved wo- wow, roads in really? Braun Station. And uh, my wife calls, us, uh, calls me and says, we got we got a house in the country. I said, okay, sounds good. So I go out there and look. This house is being built all around. Mm-hmm. I said, does this mean I can go out the front door and do my business out the front door? I can't do that at home where there's no neighbors. Is that a priority for you? Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. There's no there's no urination like. Being off the front porch, Milton. I'm going to have to take your word. Right? <laughs> All right. You missed a lot, Milton. Yeah, I did. I, I thought they'd it. do that in Louisiana. No, that's a, maybe that's a Tennessee thing. I don't know. <laughs> did y'all do that in Minnesota, Calvin? <laughs> it was too cold. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. All right, what else we got going on, gentlemen, besides this, uh, gardening-wise? <laughs> they still got the blackberries on sale. Mm-hmm. Um. I miss my blackberries, so I'm I'm playing around with the idea of getting one of those big pots and uh, oh, and trying to blackberry? some blackberries in there. That'd be and neat. She, Judy did that, and uh, but she did a oh half whiskey Res- barrel. Oh, okay. And that lasted about six years before. <laughs> everything started moving across. The, they started making a break for it. Yeah. And, uh, Did you have good good production? Huh? Seemed to, except it was in an area that, that, as it disintegrated, also also it had uh, pecan trees that oh, were growing no. over the top. That's bad. Yeah, but for a while, yeah, uh, for <laughs> for a while it was uh, producing pretty well, and then it gradually the shade got more and more. 
And then I finally had to make a good decision and chop it all out of there. Because nothing was... No, nothing was uh, used Kiowa? Or oh, what? no. That was back in... That was Brazos back in oh, the old okay. days. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you've never grown blackberries, and we've got this Kiowa blackberry, uh, like the Indian name, mm -hmm. it's a very productive, oh, and wonderful it is, berry. If, and if you're from the north and you remember raspberries yeah. or, or blackberries that were sweeter than our Brazos, you want to try these Kiowas because they're they are approximating. Yeah. They're they're much sweeter than the Brazos. <laughs> they're yeah, the Brazos has to be almost rotted or overripe before it's actually they're, sweet. They're very productive, but they're Oh yeah. They're, they're not and they're they're great in cooking and everything. Oh yeah. And they're they're fun to freeze. You know, put them on a cookie sheet. Harvest, put them on a cookie sheet, now, freeze does, them. Does Milton, when he's cooking with them, does he start them on fire like he does? No, no, that's like just for pecan, pecan pie. That's, no. not, that's just for pecan. And I just leave the bitter bugs on them so they're, <laughs> yeah. they're high protein. Milton would never will forgive me for no, sending his mother some <laughs> <laughs> some black. I don't blame him. I think I tasted it. Yeah, it was, did you? Oh, it was yeah. really bitter. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and those. those that you could almost you could all smell it even. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh really? I didn't remember that part. And and the thing about it is, once they, they're stink bugs, and uh, are stinking bugs, whatever you want to do. Stinking bugs. <laughs> they're stink bugs. Yeah. But uh, after they walk, you know, after they mill around on that blackberry, you can taste them. I mean, it's oh, yeah. bitter. That's why they get the name blackberry bitter bug. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I'm not. I didn't try it. But so that was his. Was that his introduction to you and developing a strong relationship? Yeah, yeah that was. I want to give you a gift. Just, because yeah. just just we've met. Now, yeah, I like you here. Bring these home to your mom. <laughs> I carefully picked those out of uh -huh. greenhouse and made sure that each one. <laughs> Had an abundance of uh, b bitter bugs. It, it was moving. It was vibrating. Yeah, they were thick. Yeah, they were. But <laughs> All right. We're uh, going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. That is 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Shipping crew was in peril. And later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And welcome back to Millburgers Guard in South Texas. In honor of uh, Gordon Lightfoot, who passed away, Al has been featuring music from Gordon Lightfoot today. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867 again June 3rd or a Saturday June 3rd is the Festival of Flowers it's back at the Alcifar Shrine it's the premier gardening event of the season and you will enjoy it a lot if you haven't been there if you have been there you're happy to hear it's back 
If you haven't been there, uh, you need to go mark it on your calendar. Uh, it's co-hosted by Saws. It's a great event and uh, lots of free fun stuff, and uh, including a free water saver plant from Saws while supplies last. Uh, the indoor garden mall, which lots of things that you can get. I mentioned the seminars all day. I mentioned the organic roundtable. And I did not mention that this year we've got the, uh, the Gardening for Kids, the Kid Children's Garden Center, which is brought to you with the help of the Men's Garden Club. Uh, they'll be hosting educational hands-on children's garden at the Festival of Flowers. They'll work with containers, garden tools, plants, and soils, and they can care for their potted plant at home after the thing and watch it grow. So the Men's Garden Club is going to be doing that, which is great. And uh, you can find out more information about the June 3rd event. By the way, uh, it's just $8 for adults, kids under 10 or free. The parking at the Al Safar is plentiful and free. Uh, it's from 9 to 5, and you get uh, Al Safar is 1604 in Stone Oak Parkway. And the information is at safestivaloflowers.com. That's what I was just looking at, safestivaloflowers.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Still about 15 minutes. We'd love to answer your gardening questions, so call us or come on by. Still plenty of time. I, I got a note from our fabulous reporter in Austin. Oh, okay. He says, during the Sunday show, Milton asked Jerry, Jerry if Jeremy, my son, told him the result of the outcome of the actual Willie Nelson birthday. Oh, yeah. That's just interesting. And so uh, it says, when is Willie Nelson's birthday? Is it April 29th or April 30th? Well, it's both. He said, uh, <laughs> Willie was born in a, in a place called, let's see. Abbott. 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 Hey, Abbott. Abbott, Texas. Oh, okay. Let's see. <laughs> and, uh, Willie, sometimes, let's see. Is that, that he was, act, he, he, he told people he was actually born on the 29th. But, uh, <laughs> but he was, uh, he, you're right. He was born in Abbott. April 29th, 1933, but because he was born in Abbott, a very small town, 70 miles uh, from Dallas, west from Dallas, yeah, uh, was not re actually recorded until April 30th, hence the confusion. <laughs> However, the master of turning lemons into lemonade... Willie has spent years showing the millions who love him that the best way to handle a confusion is to get give him two birthdays a year. <laughs> That's my boy. And Al knew that, so he played he played music on both days. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> so for this reason, Willie will celebrate his landmark 90th birthday by heading a massive concert mm -hmm. in his honor on April 29th and 30th at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. Yeah. What are you doing going to Los Angeles? Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for that information, Dennis. Yeah. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, we never did hear back on anybody if they knew what rabbit tobacco was. But yeah. Okay. Do you have another question there? <laughs> Do what? Do you have another question there? You look like you're reading yeah, something. Yeah, I, I was right up on fertilization about uh, uh, trees. Uh, Live oak's uh, root system will be predominantly near the soil, same with most trees. Therefore, there's little, little need to poke the holes and put the fertilizer in it. Surface feeding as you fertilize the grass will be fine. You know that fellow was up here earlier talking about that root root feeder. That he's talking about a root feeder. Oh, which are pretty popular. Uh, the problem in my yard using a root feeder is you can't get it in the soil. You can't put it in the soil. I mean, it's so rocky and hard, mm. it breaks the root feeder off. So it's best just to put it right on top of the soil. I know another question, people. When when do we get this question a lot, but I don't know when people start thinking about it, and that is should they put a layer of soil on their their, no. their yard. I know they should. Oh, no, no. Well, it's not as popular as it used to be or, or now. And uh, we, I did some exploring and figuring out why people do that. And the main reason people put soil on their lawn is because their neighbors did it. Oh. But, well, and uh, why did their neighbors do it? What was what were they trying to accomplish? Well, well I imagine uh, they had, a, had an... It, uh, rough lawn, you know, uh, uh, you ridges put, in you it. You put a half an inch of soil on a lot of our yards. It'd be doubling the size of the the soil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought they were trying to do was to, that it would, somehow the grass would go through it so it would raise it and it would have more soil. But uh, No, the, you got you get a more potent and less challenging situation of you compost yeah, yeah. A, would you use a, a half inch of compost on the soil oh yeah on the okay or an, yeah or one, an inch really one inch of uh, compost when they aerate aerate and top dress but not soil oh you put put compost if you 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 mentioned uh, grass coming up through the soil right no if you, if you put it on that deep, you'll That's kill true. the yeah, grass. You just smother you'll kill it. the grass. But uh, that used to be a very pronounced uh, problem. And uh, I, I guess we had to have to credit Malcolm for coming up with this compost thing. Well, Which, it was, uh, a, it was, it's an easy process. I mean, you don't have to oh, be yeah. fussy. Uh, yeah, no. I don't know how many are, how many companies still do it. Uh, yeah, they ABC. used to have blowers. Blow yeah, compost out. On yeah, them. at least uh, at least a couple, I think, do. Yeah. yeah. Did you want me to come over and aerate? You uh, you never seem to call me back on there that question. You go. No. <laughs> it's only been a, a dozen I, years. I, the sustainable winter lawn doesn't seem to need it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid it might hurt my uh, so is the horse herb. As the compost decomposes and you get all the benefits, does it also raise the amount? No. And, uh, oh, okay. yeah, Very the leaves. No. If any. 
What's that? Oh, the le- leaves decompose pretty quickly too if you just oh. yeah. run the mower over them. It, but it never. Nothing can if you're if you're suspicious that you don't have enough soil underneath the grass for the roots. There's really nothing that you can do besides get more soil and well, if you then resod or if you aerate oh. and you uh, use compost or a half compost and half even half sand, you can you can put a little you know a little bit in each every other year or every oh, year. Okay, makes a difference. <laughs> Just uh, all, all Jerry. All Malcolm had to do was breathe on Jerry's lawn. And no. yeah. <laughs> uh. We're talking grass again. <laughs> and we were talking about Willie Nelson. You figure out. What, no, we were not talking about that kind of grass. <laughs> the, uh, hey, we were talking about fertilization of shrubs, vines, and ground covers about every two months. Very few people uh, think about uh, fertilizing shrubs and vines and ground covers every two months, beginning in early April. Uh, Well, we eat three times a day. That's true. Put it in perspective, it makes sense. (laughs) Now, my, my ground covers, Asian jasmine, is probably wiped out. I mean... It's wiped out. So uh, they always said Asian jasmine would freeze, and I, I, I saw it at these banks freeze the tops. Mm-hmm. They just go in and shear shear the tops off, and they'd come back. But this year, took them to the ground, took them out. Only the only the Asian jasmine next to the house, right next to the house. Growing on the house uh, made it through that winter, but uh, and then I, when do you fertilize annual flowers? Constantly. Hmm. Two weeks after planting, half rate application, monthly thereafter. Water by hand to wash granules off leaves and away from stems. Does it make a difference what they're using? The Cosmocote, they wouldn't have to use that frequently. Yeah, it won't have to use Super that. Bloom, they'd have to use more frequently. Yeah. Do you want to explain why? Well, water solubles are either going to get used or leached out within that two-week okay. time frame. And Osmocote releases over a extended period of time. Is it 90 days, 30 days? I can't remember. So it actually depends on the temperature and how frequently you're having to water. can be six months. Oh, my gosh. Okay. can be six weeks. <laughs> That's why I, I uh, tell people to put it in their tomatoes in the containers. That's what I put in uh, Jeremy's in Jeremy's uh, container, so he'll never have to worry about fertilization. Never have to worry about. On that, that. note, I found some watermelons, so we probably should have some watermelon plants in this week. Oh wow! Transplant. Oak. Yep. Cool. Those squash blooms are making me hungry. Most people don't realize that you can actually eat the boy blooms. Yeah, that's right. There's lots of good recipes for frying them. Yeah, that's right. For squash? Yeah. Yeah. See the blooms over there? You know you got a boy bloom and a girl bloom, right? Okay. Are they yellow? Yeah. Okay. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. But you have to batter those and fry them. Oh, okay. Not, but, like, not like daylilies where you can not just chew, daylilies. chew them right off. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but you have to take them home first. Yeah, as I was walking, <laughs> purchase them and then you can do. As I was uh-huh. walking, as I was Milton and I were walking out the other day, yesterday, I some lady, lady had bought several daylilies and you, they were blooming. No, oh, okay. he tried to explain them. And so. <laughs> So he I tried said, to eat one. Uh, Milton says <laughs> he saw I was getting re- getting hungry. Salivating. And Milton says, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't eat the lady's flowers. That's not exactly the story. Uh, <laughs> he said, you know, those are edible. They're delicious. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. she was like, confused. And like, Who is this man? Why is he bothering me? And he said, no, no, you, uh, they're delicious. I eat them all the time. Uh, <laughs> I can show you. And I said, Jerry, get away from the cart. Do not eat that woman's flower. <laughs> I don't think she ever bought into eating the flower. I don't think she did either. Some some neighborhoods have uh, deer problems. Some neighborhoods have Jerry problems. <laughs> well, that bloom only lasts one day. I know that bloom could. probably didn't last all the way until she got home. Oh, well, she could have eaten it. She could have eaten it in yeah. the car, snacked yeah. on it. <laughs> All right, got about two minutes left. Is here. there nutritional value in a daylily bloom? I can look that up. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh huh. Go on, and... on container plants. This is what I was talking about before. You may prefer to apply a diluted solution of a water-soluble plant food to these each time you water them. I thought about doing that with Jeremy since he's watering with that water can. But uh, uh, they're green as a gourd. They look perfect. And then he put, this is Neil, said put at the end of that, said many gardeners also include an encapsulated time-release fertilizer in their potting soil. In copious amounts. Copious amounts. He didn't have left that out. No, I know. But, he uh, won't compliment you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so according to good for cookforgood.com, which is an article called How to Eat Daylilies with Recipes and Safety Tips. Safety tips. It says daylilies provide nutrition as well as pleasure. Daylily buds have more protein and vitamin C than green beans or asparagus and as much vitamin A as asparagus. The orange color or wild daylily comes uh, in part from uh, uh, carotenoids that are particularly good for your eyes. So there you go. See, but that doesn't mean you I have could to go eat. blind over here. You should, you should buy wood. one, and you can eat it all at home. You can just keep it right in your truck. Just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you have to buy one first. But they they, they have nope. so many plants over here, nope. and they have so many many blooms. No buts about it. <laughs> Trace doesn't like when you eat the blooms off the plants. I don't know. We're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks, Trace, for coming up. Thank you, Calvin. Thank you, Jerry. Al, thank you back at the station. Doing a great job. And, of course, thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next Saturday live at Millburgers. David Rodriguez will be here on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.